the happy hour edition of the Patrick Lally Show. Uber producer Dan Peters and I will take you through the end of your work week and into a wonderful, restful, peaceful, sunny Labor Day weekend. Start throttling back your internal motor. If you haven't already, it's time to relax and enjoy the fruits of your own labor. And for you folks out there in the service industries, the grocery stores, the retail outlets that will be putting in hard time while the rest of us luxuriate, thank you. Thank you very much for being there and uh, for all you do to make our world more convenient. You know, I was impressed with the notion of egalitarianism at a very young age by some nuns, all the nuns up there at uh, Cathedral Grade School and Junior High. I think they're technically would be, would be sisters, but we called them nuns. You know, that's how it worked. Uh, it's perhaps that singular value uh, that has carried me through most of my life. I'm not sure why, but I sense that's at play when we talk about Sioux Falls City Government. We're going to spend much of this first half hour hitting topics that are brought to us by our city leaders this week. One that I've been hitting on a lot already the last couple of days, and that's the whole red light fiasco at 10th and Minnesota and 11th Minnesota. And I just want to take a few minutes right here to note the incredible response that I have seen on social media and in person uh, to the city's decision to allow turning on red at 10th and Minnesota, where a woman died in 2003. I've been talking about that decision, as I said, for the past couple of days, and uh, I think it's boiling up. Uh, why? Because it represents uh, a broader attitude of the city and uh, that cars are sacrosanct um, to, de to the detriment of anybody that walks, bikes, or w is in a wheelchair, God forbid. And I've read a lot of interesting comments on Facebook and Twitter uh, the past couple of days as this news has made the rounds and in some things that I've posted and uh, the general consensus is that the city doesn't seem to have much concern about pedestrian safety or that, at the very least, it's not enough. Um, nobody in City Hall would say that they're against pedestrian safety, certainly, but it becomes a matter of priority. What also comes out is a surprising number of people who have had near misses or been hit by cars, not just at 10th of Minnesota, but that's where this discussion is concentrated and I think is a representative issue and there's a growing sense of folks who want to be heard on this subject um, to that end there are plans developing to attend the september 12th city council meeting at carnegie hall to express disappointment in this decision and concern about the direction of transportation and safety planning in this city that meeting begins at 6 p.m as do all city council meetings public input portion is the first item on the agenda and uh, as I am watching this come together, I believe that there will be a considerable number of people there. And I invite you, if you are concerned about these issues, as many of you are, to attend that meeting. That's Carnegie Town Hall. That's uh, right on 10th and uh, uh, Dakota, which is one block from the intersection in question. I will be posting more details uh, through our social media at P. Lally Show on Twitter and on KSOL on, on Facebook, as well as my personal account. So if you follow me, you'll see that as well. And you can hear my previous comments on this topic and interviews related to the red light decision on my podcast, uh, The Patrick Lally Show on SoundCloud, and on that you can get through iTunes. So go there if you want to hear what I've said before and other interviews that we've had. 
uh, as I said this week, I was stunned by this decision for a couple of reasons. One, Edie Adams, who was a 20-year employee of the Argus Leader, she was 58, and she was killed at that intersection in 2003 by a right-turning driver. Two, I was there that day, and it affected me, but it, it clearly, in the comments and, and that I've seen and the things people have said to me, it affected everybody who worked there very deeply, and they've not forgotten it. Three, the fact that the mayor held a press conference just feet from that site of her death is really appalling to me. Uh, these comments uh, uh, since that announcement from a lot of uh, Argus Leader employees and others affirm my feelings about it. Um, I had a visceral reaction, and I think a lot of folks did. And I got this note from Kelly Moore. Actually, she posted it to Facebook, and I asked her if I could use part of it. Uh, she was very eloquent. Kelly, who was a coworker of mine, uh, in the newsroom and worked elsewhere at the paper at the time, at the Argus Leader. Uh, I think of Edie every time I drive downtown and every time I make a right turn anywhere in the city. I slow down and look for bicyclists and pedestrians on the road and sidewalk. Of course, I get tailgated and honked at, but I don't care. I do it for Edie and because I care. My schedule isn't important; isn't more important than a human life. I was truly shaken several times through the years and cried a few times after near misses. I bought a longer orange jacket in hopes of being visible as I crossed the street. One time as I crossed 10th and, uh, and was in the middle of the street on the walk signal, a man sped around the corner. I waved my arms hard to be seen and was able to get out of the way just before he hit me. I memorized his license plate as he sped off. I was shaking, thinking about my three children, two preschoolers, and an elementary-aged child. I called the police and reported him, but it doesn't matter, and our city doesn't care. I was bitter when the cameras were pulled from that corner, and I am bitter that vehicles again can turn right on red. The city has forgotten Edie and has made it clear that traffic flow is all that matters, and pedestrians, runners, and bicyclists, bicyclists don't matter, and that hurts me to my core. My heart is breaking for Edie's family, and I want them to know I will never forget them. How long before we mourn another loss? It will happen. It is only a matter of time. That's from Kelly Moore, former Argus employee and friend of Edie Adams. Uh, we'll see you at Carnegie Town Hall on the 12th, so we'll keep you up to date on that. City government is also the subject of my P&L statement today. That is the effort to require city elections to hit, city council elections to hit 50% or go to a runoff. That's coming up after the break. Then we're going to move on to the weekend and recreation and sports. After the news at the bottom of the hour, we'll talk to the Buffalo Maiden in the Weird Friends segment and find out what's going on in the Black Hills Bureau. There's a lot. Did you know a national barefoot water skiing champion is from Sioux Falls? Well, we'll talk with Gene Burrish about how just how, just how you win such a thing. In the second hour, we'll have Adam Weishettle, who is the president of the local mountain bike group. They're announcing some big plans that I think you'll be very interested in. They've been quietly making huge strides in bringing more uh, recreational mountain bike trails to our community. And uh, finishing out for the weekend, our friend from ESPN 99.1, Jeff Harkness, will be here. Why? Because it's football season. Football! No? Not yet. And uh, yeah, the SDSU Jackrabbits opened the season with a win last night. The, my USD Coyotes play tomorrow. I promise to keep the uh, the jabs at the at the Jackrabbits to a minimum. Um, and uh, we'll talk about our two D1 teams and their chances in the Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, that's coming up uh, in about 4:30. That's when Jeff Harkness will be with us. You're going to want to be in for that. Oh, there we go. Now we're in the spirit of the thing. I'm feeling it. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO.